Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Let's talk about sales. Okay, this is a huge topic. It's a huge topic. And there's no way that I can tell you guys everything that I would want you to know about sales in one podcast episode. So I won't be able to cover everything, but I wanted to come on and give you guys a whole bunch of tips with regards to sales because I used to hate doing sales. And I know that most people hate doing sales. And I just really want to help other people to feel less intimidated by it, to feel a lot more comfortable doing it, and to understand that it doesn't have to be this like awful, pushy thing, right? So if I was to say to you, like, what do you think about when I say the word sales or doing sales? What kinds of professions do you think about? What kinds of feelings do you have around it? Most people will say things like they feel panicky about it. Um, They think they're going to have to be pushy. A lot of people will talk about um, things like telemarketing or a used car salesman or that really like horrible sales job that they've had in the past, right? I also had those horrible sales jobs. But I want to help to um, kind of reduce that intimidation around sales and help to show you guys that this does not have to be what sales is. You do not have to be pushy. It does not have to be weird and car salesman-like. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So we're gonna dive in. Okay, so in this podcast, I'm going to tell you guys some good news about sales and some not so good news about sales. Let's start with the good stuff first, okay? So the good news is that sales does not have to be scary. It doesn't have to be scary. So when I first started doing sales with Boho, um, I had honestly always said that I wasn't going to do sales. I had gotten into it thinking I'm going to sell baked goods at a farmer's market and that's not going to be salesy or pushy. I'm just going to bake stuff, bring it to the market and whoever buys it, buys it and whoever doesn't, doesn't. I'm never going to have to push my products onto anybody. But then I get to the farmer's market and I realize it's really unrealistic to expect to be able to make a living selling baked goods one day a week at a farmer's market. So I realized if I actually want to do this and I want to have this business be my source of income and be my job, essentially, I'm going to have to go out there and do sales. And so um, as I mentioned, I had had those awful sales jobs in the past. And so I had been taught how to do sales. And so I took all those teachings and I was like, I'm going to have to do this, even though it makes me super uncomfortable to do sales this way. This is what people have told me works. 
And so I was going out there and I was doing all the things. I was doing all the things they teach you. I was trying to overcome objections. I was not taking no for an answer. I, if somebody was like, no, I'm not interested in bringing your energy bar into my store, I would be like, well, why not? Like, tell me what the reason is. Because I was trying to be like, if I know what the reason is, then I can try and overcome their objections, right? And tell them like, no, you don't get it. This is the best energy bar. It's better than any of the other ones you have. I was doing all of the things and it was so aggressive. And like, I'm not naturally aggressive. So to me, it felt really uncomfortable and really unnatural. And here's the other thing. It didn't work. It did not work. I did not get one single retailer using this method. And I mean, there's a reason for that, right? No one likes being sold to. We know this for ourselves, right? So if you think about it for yourself, the last time you accidentally answered the phone to a telemarketer, I had it happen to me today. And you answer the phone without thinking and there's that silence and then it clicks in and the person's like, hello, ma'am. And you're like, this is a telemarketer. And they could be selling you literally the thing you've needed for your entire life. You didn't even realize you needed it, but this is like, this is the thing. They could be selling you that and it doesn't even matter. You don't care what they're selling. You just want to get off the phone with them because people hate being sold to. We know this for ourselves, right? So then why is it that we try to do this so much in our business? We try and sell at people instead of talking to them. So this is the key thing. So eventually I realized this and I was like, I have to do things differently. Like this is not working, right? And so like most of us, when you have a business and something isn't working, what do you do? Usually you have a little bit of a meltdown like I do. And then you kind of pick yourself back up and you're like, okay, if this isn't working, I need to pivot and do something that is going to work. So that's exactly what I did. I took a step back and I thought it's not working to do these aggressive sales tactics. What if I just went in and talked to them? as if they were a normal human, because they are a normal human. What if I just went and had a conversation with another human? Wild idea, right? And so I did. I tried this and it worked so well. People responded to it so well. I started getting tons and tons of retailers using this new method of literally just having conversations with people. So this is the key thing that nobody tells you about sales. You don't have to sell. You just have to build relationships with other human beings. Is that not like incredible? You, If you are out there selling your heart out, trying to get people to buy your thing, you don't ever have to sell again. You just have to build relationships with people. So here's the equation. Here is what you need to do to get more sales. You need to know who your target market is. And when I say that, I mean you really, really need to know who your target market is. That is a whole other podcast for a whole other day, but you need to very intimately know who this person is that you are trying to sell to. And once you know who they are, you need to get in front of them where they are already looking. And then the last piece of the equation, you need to earn their trust by serving them rather than selling at them. 
Trust is huge. It's huge. It's a huge factor when it comes to making sales because people don't like to be sold to. This is literally why paid ads do not work. They don't work. And I think most of us have experienced this at some point where you post about your product, right? And you're like, buy my thing. I, this product is great. You need to buy it. Two people like your post. And then you try it again and you're like, maybe I need to just like say something a little bit different. And then you get super enthusiastic about it. And you're like, this is the best energy bar ever. You have to buy this thing. And then four people like that post. And you do that for a little while and you are gaining no traction. You are gaining no sales. And you're like, what if I, why don't I just do some like Instagram ads? Maybe, maybe I should throw a little money at some Facebook ads. And you do that. And what do you say in the ad? You say the exact same thing. Buy my thing. This is a really great product. You need it in your life. You should buy it. That's essentially, it's the same message, just changed and tweaked for different businesses. But essentially, you're asking people to buy from you. And now you're putting money behind it. And what happens? It doesn't work. And now you have lost money, right? This is the reason that paid ads don't work. Because you haven't built trust with your customer, You haven't done any of the things that you need to do before you ask for their sale. So this is what we need to remember. I think a lot of us get so caught up in, you know, trying to put food on our own table and trying to make our businesses work and trying to make a little tiny bit of money that we forget to put ourselves into our customers' shoes. But we are the customer in many ways for many different products. We are the customer. And when someone comes at us selling at us, we don't like it either. So we have to take that step back and remember the customer needs to see that you are doing this for more than just money. You need to earn their trust that you are not just in this to get their dollars from them. So then how do you do that, right? I want this to be super tangible for you guys so you can walk away and be like, I know exactly how to earn my customer's trust. So one of the big ways that you can earn your customer's trust is literally just by sharing your story, right? Share why you got into this. Share why you're passionate about it. Most of us get into business because we actually care about something, right? You care about health and wellness. You care about changing the food industry. You care about making a difference in people's lives. Like whatever that is for you, you got into this for a reason. Tell people about it. Tell people about it. Show them your passion. If you're doing business to business sales, like you're selling a product to a retailer, make sure you actually talk to those people. Engage in some small talk with them, like ask them about themselves. People love talking about themselves, like just engage with your target market, engage with your customer in a way that allows them to see that you're more than just a business trying to get their dollars from them. Okay, so that was the good news. Great news, right? You don't have to sell anymore. You literally just have to talk to people. Here's the not so great news. This whole idea of if I build it, they will come. It is not true at all. 
Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Don't shoot the messenger, but it's not true. So anyone who remembers Field of Dreams, the movie, I don't know if you guys are old enough for this, but um, in Field of Dreams, the whole idea was if I build it, they will come, right? So if I, he was building a baseball stadium, it was a long time ago, so don't judge me for not remembering, but I think he was building a baseball stadium and the whole idea was like, if you build this baseball stadium, the fans will come to watch the baseball games. And unfortunately for Kevin Costner fans out there, uh, that's not true at all. Um, literally, people are not going to come to you. A lot of people think that if I just make this like amazing product and I make it so good and it's different from what else is on the market and I've really filled like that gap in the market and I'm helping people, I'm doing all this cool stuff that if you have this great product or this great service that of course people are just going to come to you in hordes, right? They're all just going to filter in and they're going to immediately buy what you are selling. And that is not the case at all. You have to go to them. People are not going to come to you. You have to go to them. So this is the not so great news, right? You have to tell people. You have to tell people. And for a lot of people, they're like, but that's terrifying. Because I think when we make these new products, we do not know if people are going to like them right? We've made a product and we think that people might like it. We like it and a couple of our friends and family like it, but we don't actually know if it's going to go over really well on the market. And so what happens when we launch our new products is we kind of just whisper about them and we just say like, hey, I have this energy bar and you tell like five people and you just stay safe in your safe space of not really going out there and sharing it with people. Because going out there and sharing it with people means that you are risking facing rejection. You're risking that people might not like it. And I'm here to tell you the likelihood that people are not gonna like it is not very high. Because for most of us, we work so hard on perfecting our products before we even remotely share it with like one person. And so if you've done that, the likelihood is you have a good product. People are probably going to like it, but they might not. They might not. And if they don't, what are you going to do? You're going to like lay down and die? Like, no, of course you're not. You're just going to pivot and be like, how can I make this product better so people like it more? How can I make a product that the people want? How can I take my current product and maybe sell it to a different market of people that actually do want it, right? You're going to figure it out. And so you cannot be afraid to put yourself out there and potentially fail or not do as well as you were hoping if you have a business. Like this is the name of the game. We got to get in it, right? And so the reality is you have to go shout it from the mountaintops. You got to tell everybody who will listen about your product or your service. You have to be the best PR person you have ever been, but for yourself, for your product, for your business. This is what needs to happen. And so you really have to be everywhere that your customer is, right? Remember the equation, know who your customer is, get in front of them where they're already looking and then earn their trust, right? So this is that second piece, get in front of them where they're already looking. Go to farmer's markets, go to events, go to trade shows, speak at conferences, like whatever this looks like for you, wherever your target market is looking, go and do that thing. 
And don't do one thing. Don't go to one farmer's market or one event or one trade show. Go to all of them, right? Maybe not all of them. Like if you don't have all the time in the world, you might not be able to go to all of them, but go to as many as you can. You really want to infiltrate people's lives here. You want it so that every single time they go to a market, they're like, oh yes, this person's here. I'm so pumped to buy their product. Every time you do a speaking engagement, people are like, amazing. I've heard her speak before. She's so awesome. I'm so thrilled that she is here to speak on this panel today. That is what you want to do. You want everybody to know about your product or service. So you have to go out there and tell people about it. Okay, so a few more kind of tips and tricks here for how to get more sales and sort of what's worked for me in the past. So one of the things that I was thinking about when it comes to getting sales is partnering with other people. I cannot overstate enough how important this is because this really plays into that trust piece, right? The equation, know your customer, get in front of them where they're looking, earn their trust. Partnering with other people is such a great and easy way to earn their trust. It's kind of a hack, right? Because earning people's trust takes time. But if you partner with people who already have your customer's trust, it is going to be so much easier for you to convince them to trust you as well, right? So you want to look for people who have the same target market as you and then partner with them to get in front of that target market. So let me give you some examples here. So when I started Boho, I was not in the food industry. Like I came from a totally different industry. So I didn't know anybody in the food industry. I didn't know anybody in business in London. I didn't know anybody in the health and wellness industry. I knew nobody, nobody. I was alone. And I 100% thought that I was going to have to do all of this alone. Good news is you don't. You do not have to do this alone at all. So I started selling my products at the farmer's market. And when I was at the farmer's market, I met this vegan chef and she's a cool human. Um, I'm still friends with her to this day, but she was very popular at the time. And so I started like chatting with her a little bit and she liked me too. And she was like, why don't I introduce you to some of the other people that are kind of in this space? And I was like, oh, that would be so awesome. Cause like, I would love to feel less alone in this. And so she started introducing me to other people. She introduced me to um, a kombucha maker in London as well. Somebody who had a pretty popular kombucha business in this space. She introduced me to someone who had a natural skincare store in London as well. And so I'm making all these connections and I'm networking with all these people. And I start to realize like, these are the cool kids. These are the popular people in the health and wellness space in London. And so I start being invited to go to um, these events that they are hosting and be a vendor at these events. So there was an event that the kombucha company was hosting and I went to that one. There was an event that the skincare company was hosting and I went to that one. And what ended up happening is that these people already had my target market coming to their events. And because they had said Hey, Nicole with her boho bars, she is a great vendor. We're going to have her at our event. The people that were coming to these events already trusted me because I was handpicked by a company that they already had trust in. So by me partnering with those companies, 
I already had the trust of the people that were coming to these events. And of course, people started buying the bars and they started to fall in love with them. And then I had a bunch of loyal customers. I also had this happen when I started the business coaching. So again, as we all do, I thought I was alone in this, right? I thought like business coaching, man, I don't know anybody else in this space. Like how, how am I going to do this? How am I going to build trust with people when they don't even know who I am? right? And so I was trying to go it alone for a while. And then I started to realize, you know where entrepreneurs are hanging out? They're hanging out at small business centers. They're hanging out in places where they can get business education. That's where they're already looking. And they trust these small business centers because typically when you go to a small business center, the people you're interacting with are fairly knowledgeable. They know what they're talking about. They help you out. And so if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm already going to the small business center that's in my city and I already have a great connection with these people that are at the small business center, I already trust them and they bring in a speaker on a specific topic that I want to hear about and that person speaks and they're knowledgeable and they're capable and they know what they're talking about. I'm going to already trust them because the small business owner has handpicked this person to speak to me. So by partnering your business with other businesses that already have access and trust of your target market, you are going to get so much further, so much faster. I promise you guys, this is going to skyrocket your sales. Like if you take nothing else out of today's podcast, please take that. Go ahead and find those people that you can partner with and start doing that right away. Okay, so here's the next thing you need to know. Confidence matters. It does. It matters. And I know, I know that's not what anybody wants to hear. When you are going through a tough season in your life or your business, when your business isn't going that well, I know for myself that my confidence really plummets. It really plummets, right? And so I get it. I get that you don't always feel confident, but honestly, it's really important that you still convey confidence, even on the days when you are not feeling it. Here's why. So if you think about this for yourself, let's say that somebody came up to you and was like, hey, so I have an energy bar and um, like, it's pretty good if you are interested in buying energy bars, like, I don't know if you would like one. Um, or, or if somebody came up to you and they were like, oh my gosh, okay, I have the best energy bar for you ever. You have to try a sample of this energy bar because I promise you it is going to be the best energy bar that you have ever had. Like it, it actually is so good. This is why I started making them is because I was sick of eating energy bars that tasted like cardboard. I get it. I know how you're feeling. This energy bar is actually delicious. Would you like to try a sample? Who are you going to buy an energy bar from, right? You are going to buy an energy bar from the person who sounds more confident. And as much as nobody wants to hear it, it does matter. Confidence does matter. So what I want you to do, you don't have to try and feel confident every day of your life. That is not going to happen. And it's honestly wildly unrealistic to expect that of yourself. Instead, 
What I want you to do is if you have to do sales on a particular day and you are not feeling super jazzed and you are not feeling super confident, there are things that you can do to boost your confidence temporarily so that you can go into those sales meetings conveying the confidence that you need to convey to get the sale. So one of the things that I love doing, especially for like speaking engagements or if I'm doing B2B sales and I'm going to go speak to another business, throw on your favorite blazer. Honestly, like I don't know what it is about a blazer, but if you have a favorite blazer, you probably get this already. But my favorite blazer makes me feel like a total badass. It makes me feel like such an amazing, like competent, professional person, someone who can tackle anything, someone who can stand in front of a whole group of people and tell their story and talk about sales and do all of the things, right? Like a good blazer, some heels if you're into wearing heels, like if you pull yourself together in a way that makes you feel powerful, that can really change your confidence level. Another thing that's worked for me in the past is playing great music that'll just like pump you right up, right? So if you don't already have this, find a whole bunch of songs on Spotify that just like make you feel like you can crush it, just make you so pumped and jazzed about the day. Put them all into one playlist and just call it, mine is called Pump Up Playlist. That's literally it. And when I need a little bit of extra confidence, I will hit play on that playlist and I will be like, yes, Macklemore, tell me about how the ceiling can't hold us. Like I need that sometimes and it really does help. Another thing that you can do is write down all of the accomplishments that you have already achieved in your business. As entrepreneurs, we never give ourselves enough credit. We never stop to think about all the cool stuff that we have already done. I promise you every single person that is listening right now has done some incredible stuff in their business. Write it down. Remind yourself of what an amazing entrepreneur you are before you head into these sales meetings. And one more thing that will convey confidence is remembering that you do not need this sale. You might need sales in general, but you don't need this particular sale. If this person says no to you, it's okay. It's, you're not gonna die. Nothing bad's gonna happen, I promise. If this one person says no, it's okay. The next person will probably say yes. So just remember, you do not need this sale. Okay, and then the last tip that I have for you guys today on sales is showing credibility and social proof. Here's the reality of the situation. People are gonna be so much more likely to buy your product if it's already popular. It's just the truth of the matter, right? Sometimes we don't wanna believe that this is the case, that life is a popularity contest, but the reality is we are social beings. And we all look around to other people to see what's hot, what's the new thing. If there is a new thing that you can't stop hearing about, that everybody you know is talking about, you're going to get interested in it. You're going to be like, maybe I should try this. Like, maybe I should, maybe I should check it out at least and see what all the fuss is about. Like, people want to be told what to buy. 
They want to be told what to buy. They want to be told what's popular. So now I can pretty much guarantee that you are probably all yelling at your phones right now saying like, but how do I make my product popular? It's not popular yet. Don't worry. There are ways to do this. So one of the first things that you need to do is tell people when you are sold out or when you are about to be sold out. Do them both. Do them both. Tell them people when you're sold out and when you're about to be sold out. So this can be organic or you can actually control your supply so that your supply is less than the demand of the product. So I'll tell you guys for myself, um, when I started Boho, right, I started out by baking stuff and bringing it to the farmer's market. But it was just me. It was me and my tiny little oven. I just had one oven. And realistically, I could only bake so much product, right? And so I would bake as much as I could and I would bring it to the farmer's market. And without fail, every single weekend, I would sell out of my products at the farmer's market. Now, was this happening because I had the most popular product of all time? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was happening because if I could only bake 50 donuts and 51 people wanted my donuts, guess what? I'm sold out. That's it. So this kind of happened organically to me where the supply was less than what the demand was for the product. But you can actually do this in your business. So let's say you are going to be hosting an event. And for your event, you say, I want to keep the event small and intimate so that we can really like connect with each other and do all these great, wonderful things. And so in order to do that, you limit the number of tickets to your event to 10 people. Now, if 10 people buy your tickets, you're sold out, right? That looks way better than if you host an event for an unlimited number of people and only 10 people buy tickets to the event. That doesn't look very good for your business, right? So you can kind of manufacture this so that you are selling out of your product or your service consistently. And when you do, Make sure you tell people about it because it is going to make you look like you have a popular product. Another thing you can do is show the successes in your business. Every single time I got a new retailer, I would post about it on social media. And I got to the point where I was like, people are going to get so sick of this because I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. People loved it. They loved it because they want to see your success. They want to get behind you and root for you and cheer for you, right? But also what that does is it shows how successful you are. It shows that your business is growing and that you're gaining traction and you've got momentum going. If you get a small business grant, if you get into a small business program, like post about all of it, share all of your wins with other people so that they can see that this is a business they can get behind, right? That it's going really well for you. Another thing you can do if you are selling a product to retailers, I promise you this is going to work. All retailers want to know that you have other retailers that are selling your product. It's social proof, right? So if you go to a retail store and they say, where else are you selling your product? And you say, oh, this store and this store and this store and this store and they're good stores, then that retailer is going to be like, wow, this must be a great product. It must sell well because she's selling it in all these other stores. I'm going to bring it into my store as well. So you want to show that social proof, show people 
that you are a successful business with a successful product that people want to buy. Okay, so that is it. Those are my best tips for getting more sales. There is so much more I could have dove into in today's podcast, but we don't have the time. I am sure to do another sales episode at some point. Um, But for now, thank you guys so much for listening. If you think somebody else would enjoy this, please share it with them as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in our next episode. Bye.